RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. Yeah! Hi, I'm Philip Sokoloff. And I'm Sarah Nicole Carter. And this is RPG Pop Club. Each week we play a Star Trek tabletop RPG adventure. And then we review it. Today we are playing Intrusion. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're joined by two of our players. We have uh, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, hi, Dave. Hi. <laughs> and good old engineer Eric. Good Hello. old engineer Eric. Ah, uh, good old reliable me. <laughs> We're in for a, an ace episode today. I'm telling you right now. Um, how are you guys? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm I'm also doing well. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm happy to be on the other side of the microphone, as it were. Any anything you want to talk about? Any new uh, developments on our website, Sarah Nicole? Uh, we have our merch page up. So if you want to get a Cub Scout Cody T-shirt um, or <laughs> a mug or sticker or yoga pants featuring our logo, you can go get all that stuff. Yeah, I got Ava's character sheet. There. Oh, yep. And we have the character sheet that Ava created for our campaign is up there. That's a digital download, and those proceeds go directly to Ava. So if you buy the leggings, those proceeds go directly to me. So please buy the leggings as well. Thank you. <laughs> they go, yeah, they go directly to um, the costs of, of hosting the website and paying for production costs and all that sort of fun stuff. So. Uh, we, we did have our logo professionally designed. We had the Cub Scout Cody uh, illustration professionally designed. Uh, we're it's, very, we're it's very amazing, proud of you that. guys. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you guys have to check it out. I am definitely getting a, a Cody t-shirt <laughs> and wearing it all around town. And no one will get the joke, but I think it's just like, you just look at it and you get it, right? It's just I, hilarious. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so our new logo and... Um, Branding was designed by Danielle Morales um, Designs, and we tagged her on our Instagram page, so you can find all of her information there if you need any graphic design done. And she is not paying us for this plug. We just loved her so much and love her so much that we thought you guys should know. And then um, the artist who created our Cub Scout... Um, our Cub Scout Cody T, his name is Lawrence, and he's also amazing. I'm going to see if I can find his social media and tag him everywhere, but his name is Lawrence Basso, and he is a video game artist who created that um, t-shirt for us, and we're really stoked to have him on board and creating t-shirt designs for us, so it's really exciting, actually. Yeah. We've got some great connections. Yeah. So legit... Are you checking this out, Dave? Yeah. I'm for sure going to get the mug and the bumper sticker. <laughs> we want the sticker too. Cards. I basically just created stuff I wanted to buy. That's so. the best right. way to do it. <laughs> yeah. The best games are the games that the creator wants to play. The best stuff is the stuff that the creator wants in the first place. So. Oh, and April requested a fanny pack, so it exists. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And, and that's this... why this podcast exists, right? Because April requested it. Because the podcast. That's right. April was like, you got to have this podcast. And so we did it. Thank She's you, like, I want to hear more about old school RPGs. If there were a podcast like this, I would listen to it. So there is. And so I do. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> and so are you, dear listener. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the module we did. Okay. Well, we watched um, the Enterprise Incident for this. That's my favorite episode of old school Star Trek. It has the romance, right, between Spock. Oh, yeah, he gets to be the Captain Kirk for the episode. Yeah, and the and the Romulan diplomat. And then Kirk runs around the ship like a madman the whole time. <laughs> oh, he's like, so great. Kirk is at his Kirkiest. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I was, I was just reading the script, um, the transcript um, earlier, and it's just so zippy. I mean, it's like a heist movie. You know what I mean? Like, everything that happens just bam, bam, bam. So great. And, and such a great world building episode. Of course, this is like crucial to all, all of our upcoming adventures, anything to do with Romulans and their relations with the Klingons, their relationships with uh, the Federation and specifically the Vulcans, the idea of the Romulan neutral zone, 
Um, it's just so, it's so interesting. I love the part where she says that the Romulans and the Vulcans have common ancestry. That's just like, wow. I mean, that's, that's always like been an assumption, but she says it and it just makes it so much more like, huh, I wonder how that came about. It's neat. It's neat. Well, and that's, that's that becomes then a plot thread for the entire Star Trek universe, right? All the way up till the today with the Picard storylines, right? And they just they just drop it in there. There's the in in the FASA um, RPG universe, the Romulans are obsessed with the idea of the preservers, right? The preservers are that that race that seeded the 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 galaxy, and they have this idea of like it's their destiny to become the new preservers. That's kind of a neat way of looking at it. That they would not like a religion, but almost like a, an organizing principle for for expanding into the stars. Yeah, that's really cool. So this episode, in this episode, we are Klingon characters, um, but um, in this gameplay, but in the episode of the show, the, the Romulans have a Klingon vessel. So we get to kind of see the inside of a Klingon vessel and the characters, like you mentioned, our, our Kirk's running around and exploring the vessel. Um, so this was a good episode. And there's also Romulans in this episode. I mean, in our gameplay. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just thinking about her costume change. She had great <laughs> outfits. They do the finger caress thing that Nemo was like, we got to do this instead of all the smooching. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Sexy too, it is. Sexy. And then there's great stuff for everyone to do. Kirk, of course, I'll kill you. All of this stuff are like, he went that way, you know. (laughs) And uh, just and and Scotty gets getting to be like sitting there on the captain's chair and like we only answer to one captain, Captain Kirk. And McCoy beaming over and being like, he's dead, you Vulcan. It's just everyone gets to do their thing. And the coolest part, they keep talking about the Vulcan death grip, right? Yeah. And then, and everyone, the Vulcan death grip, the Vulcan death grip. And then Chapel says, there's no such thing as a Vulcan death grip. Ultimate <laughs> Vulcan fangirl right there. She knows. <laughs> if that's to look it up, she knows the lore of whether there's a Vulcan death grip or not. Love it. I love it. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> Guys, let's go watch that episode. Everybody pause this podcast. <laughs> go watch the episode. Report back. Tell me how much you like it and how right I am to have it be my favorite. Yeah. One thing that struck me in the episode is that, you know, although it's on a Klingon design ship, it's definitely a uh, Romulan makeover to the Klingon design. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Klingon design... The, the basic Klingon design is is very utilitarian, you know, no extras. And in this episode, you know, where they show the inside of the of the you know Romulan's Klingon ship, it's got a lot of um, you know a lot a, of curtains. A, yeah, a lot of curtains, a lot <laughs> of fluff, a lot of uh, extraneous material. Colored lights. It's almost like pastel all throughout. See, yeah, I disagree that any greens. of that was extraneous. Something <laughs> <laughs> all mandatory. Zhuzhed it up. Well, of course, you get to see all the, the Romulans all around in their colorful Centurion uniforms. <laughs> it's so cool. It's yeah. really great. Let's watch it right now. It's, it's, a, it's that rare third season episode that you're just like, oh, I love this. I love everything about it. And... They get to misbehave. They're on an espionage oh. mission from the Federation, and you don't get to see that very much. Yeah, the Federation is like almost black ops. There's deniability because Kirk takes full responsibility. Only Spock knows. Yeah, that's great. It, it's uh, very RPG-ish. A lot of RPG adventures, I think, uh, spin off of this particular episode. And he's disguised, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fun disguise. That's fun too. All of the above. All good. There's romance. There's all the things I need. And, and the interesting, go go ahead. Ahead. the interesting idea that Spock could have 
taken a position on a Romulan vessel as a commander. How cool is that? Again, universe building. Let's very, very it. interesting. Let's you do it. What would happen? That would be exciting. He'd be running the Romulan Empire. Oh my god, what a dream. I love him so much. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Maybe like a mirror universe Spock could have ended up that way. Right? Mm. Whoa, mind blow. I hope we get to do some mirror universe stuff at some point. I mean, so many possibilities. It's up to you, right? It's Game up to master. It's up to, I guess it is up to me. There is a mirror universe source book. Um, no modules is. in there, but there's a lot of cool plot hooks. So there's a, wait, there's a source book from when? Um, early 2000s, Decipher, Mirror Universe, um, or something like that. And it was only published in PDF because Decipher was kind of, um, I don't want to say they were on their last legs, but they were really prioritizing their um, card game business at the time. That's a nicer way to say it. So no modules written for this? Not even fan modules? Well, I haven't really looked at every possible uh, module that I we're going to be I find that really at. hard to believe, the statement that just came <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't believe I you. <laughs> I haven't come across anything else other than this Mirror Universe um, uh, book from Decipher. And has a, a subtitle, Through a, a Glass Darkly. Hmm. Yes. Dave, Dave 2005. 2005. Just yeah. I sort of skimmed it and has some ideas for stuff that could happen in the, in the mirror universe. What becomes of Spock? What becomes of, ooh, it ties together all kinds of cool stuff. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll cobble something together for that. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's Lent though. So Philip, apparently we're not going to see you again for four weeks. Right? Disappear. Yeah. Wait, is it your Lent? Sorry, dear listener. Does my Lent starts. My, my Lent starts in March. Okay. Got it. Our Lent starts tomorrow. Yeah. There you go. You have a different moon than us. That's correct. Well, That's let's see. We've got to talk about our module. In the Klingon box set 1983 from FASA by Guy McLemore, Greg Payline, and Dave T. Poole. There are two modules. There's The Natural Order, which we ran last week, and there's Intrusion, which we ran this week. Um, both, of course, have Klingon PCs. And um, uh, the other one was by Guy McLemore, our favorite. And this one, we believe, is by, um, by uh, Greg Payline. So let's. we don't have a captain's log or commander's log because they're Klingons. And they kind of uh, maybe are a little bit more loosey-goosey about that sort of thing. Um, so we're going to jump right into our landing party segment. Do we have a Klingon-specific title for this? Or are we going with landing party? I think we're going to go with landing party for consistency's sake. Okay. So like when we go to like Middle Earth, we'll still have landing parties and stuff. It might be a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> the Klingons definitely have transporters and landing parties. So let's go with it. Hi, my name is John, and I play Cole Sutai Varsok, Captain. I am Eric, and I'm playing Kogrun Tai Ooze. I'm Sarah Nicole, and I'm playing Mogrilla Tai Zardox. I'm uh, Dave, and I'm playing uh, Commander Moog of the uh, House of Kolkash. I'm April, and I'm playing Laishasa the Generous. I'm Aaron. And I am playing Lieutenant Kak Tai Bars. I'm Ava, and I'm playing Lieutenant Keja Tai Zorus. As our story begins, we introduce some fun new additions to our Klingon crew. There's April's character, Lyshasa the Generous. I am your captain's consort. Yep. Wow, that's excellent. <laughs> are you, are you Which from Orion? Or what, where, yeah. yeah, I'm Orion. Of course. Yeah. Transporter operator. Very nice. That means John will only take a transporter um, if I do the transporter for him. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah. Awesome concept. Hope everyone caught that. Lashasa is an Orion female. Super awesome character. And Aaron introduced his awesome new character 
an engineer. I'm sorry, that's uh, that's cock tie balls. He had a bit of a rocky start when he met the ship's weapons officer, Mogrilla. Mogrilla. All right. Yeah, but you're just a lowly marine, so it doesn't matter. How dare you? I try to, I yeah. try to punch him in the face. Do it. Yeah. Roll. Okay. Thirteen. Yeah, I rolled a five, so it looks like I'm getting punched in the face like a bitch. That's right. You yeah. dare to see the doctor. You right. dare the scars of your shame to remember. Do you prescribe a bath, Eric? Yes. A bath. And think about what you've done. <laughs> I, I was, I was, so, so I was supposed to be the ship's doctor, right? But like, what, what, what right. does Klingon doctor do, right? Because you know, I just was trying to 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 um, balance the fact that okay, yeah, I'm supposed to keep everyone alive, but also Klingons would rather die in battle, right? So. I gotta keep them in fighting shape, but also let them die in battle. So it's, not, it's like opposite bedside manner is what's really yeah. required there. Exactly. So I really just leaned into that for my character. I think it's fun. I also think he deserved to get punched in the face. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> As usual. Uh, the Imperial Klingon vessel Atropos? Atropos. Mm, you know, the, what- Thank you. I want to say Atropos, but we're going to say Atropos. Was cruising along at warp factor four when it came across a previously uncharted planet. Sensor scans detected life forms present on the planet. And there are signs that we had a recent Romulan bird of prey in this system. Could be Romulans. You guys want to get to jump on them? Yep. All right. John, you want to get dressed and get up on the bridge? Or are you just going to stay in the bath? No, no, I get out and get to the bridge. Okay. I mean, I was, as we're coming into the planet, I'm just, all right, fine. Yeah. <clears throat> I help him get dressed. Very good. <laughs> and by that, I mean I pull him back into bed for another five minutes, and then he's done. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes, that's generous. Action, let's, um, let's beam down to the planet and get ourselves some Romulans. Phaser's ready. Disruptor's ready. Disruptor's ready. Disruptors. I don't All know. Right. I shoot at it. Hi, All right. <laughs> Who's going down the planet? All the PCs? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, um, I will not be transporting with them. Um, I will be transporting um, on my own. Okay. Yeah. We go back yeah. to, his, to his room, to his personal transporter. And we'll be there, like, again, like, five minutes left for you guys. So, April, you're going to operate the controls and then just, like, jump on? Yeah. That's what I usually do. Just jump on him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good time. Just latch on him somehow. I have a dexterity of 18, so, you know. The Klingons came down to the planet um, successfully surprised five Romulans. They took them captive and beamed them back aboard the Atropos. All that warping and beaming took its toll on the ship's power pile base. Captain, All right. we have 30 EUs remaining. Oh, no. Well, that's not good. Yeah, they take put note. The, yeah, they put the prisoners in the cell block on deck seven. I will supervise the interrogations to ensure none of our Romulan prizes expire before their time. Excellent. I like the prizes. Great uh, reference back to the book. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the officers went in search of recreation. They poured over the blueprints to find where all the baths are. I thought they, they made to... clean on ships without any bathrooms. It makes them meaner. Dave, have you been reading the novel? Because they take baths. They love yeah, baths. Well, okay. Let's well, just say any shower is a bath. They, then they, met, they must pee in the tub then, because... Well, I guess it's deck six with the showers. Yeah, deck six has showers. Um, yeah. Those have been converted to baths, I believe, on this fe- particular vessel. Should we play open, Quinja, or clouded, or blind? Mm. Yeah. Game. The kind where we throw the pieces in the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 
That was probably the most fun of the whole night. Everyone was like looking for fun stuff to do, taking baths. Arguing where the baths were. Play Clinjaw. Well, eventually they all were bedded down for the night. Yeah, John's quarters are deck seven on the right side of the uh, the boom section. Captain Clo was awakened by an alarm. <laughs> deck E6. Romulan not alone. Ah! Action! Close off all um, close off all decks to uh, section E, and prepare security detachment to go handle the Romulan. Just for safety's sake, in uh, one deck up in deck six is a secondary emergency bridge, and I disable all command functions in that emergency bridge just to make sure that nobody takes over the ship from. Uh, and either shuttles or are there shuttles or transporters near him or near No, the shuttles are in the very top of the ship. I'll scan. I'm gonna scan the ship, our own ship, for Romulan life signs. Excellent. Magrillo led a security team down the boom of the ship and encountered one of the Romulans. He karate chops Magrilla. It's a mighty blow, but it doesn't take her down. I think I'm gonna go for shooting. She shot the Romulan with her disruptor pistol. It looked like he was a goner, but Romulans fight to the death. He too pulled out a Klingon disruptor and fired back. I'm dead. Well, I'm, not, I'm like really dead. Well, I'm gonna go, I gotta examine you, I guess. And I pull out my duck tongue and uh, go to plunge it in his gut. Get him. He falls to the ground. I look at him and say, Baloo! Which means he failed utterly and spit on him. Nice. <laughs> a plus for Dave. He's winning. Winning this Getting game. right into it. It's great. I don't want to say Aaron's character's name, but it's Cock Tie Balls. <laughs> Ransom <sighs> scans from the bridge. Cock. We have a drain on our energy system. Captain, we're seeing additional draw on the power core. Captain, they appear to be uh, sabotaging, sabotaging our, our engineering department. Get an attachment there now. Cock and his team race down the boom and they too ran into a Romulan. Open fire with disruptors. They shut it out. The Romulan was slain. Klull and Lyshasa wanted to get in on the action. All right, Dave, could you direct me to the E3 and up to the ladder well of where E4 leads to E3? I'd like to go say hello to a couple of Romulans. Yeah, well, just go take the, uh, the boom tube down, boom right? All the way back to just before you get to the rear section, to the E section, and there are some ladderways that go up, and they go up to uh, deck four, and then at the top of those, head back uh, and there are ladderways that go. Uh... There was a lot of that. Um, Cock reached deck E3 and found the Centurion who'd been going to town on the emergency reactor and really effing shit up. Well, we're going to go to town on him and fuck him up. He's already passed there. Actually, he's gone to the water storage. He's trying to shut down all the baths on the, on the vessel. That is un... What the fuck? That is not okay. The pump machinery is, is, is like not operational at the moment. That is a serious problem. Reactors, okay, but seriously, you're gonna fuck with the Klingon's baths? If you can capture is... him alive, Aaron, um, I would like to personally torture him for disrupting my bath. Very good. All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna uh, disrupt him in any case. Now, this shootout did not go so well. He hits medium range, two dice, take 10 damage. Cool. Uh, well, if we're, um, yeah, since Sarah Nicole punched me earlier, I am also slain. Okay. Jeez. Shit. We, we did, we did, come on. No, I told him to bear his scars like, Aaron, I'm, like I'm this is your thing on. Sorry, Aaron. Okay. It's cool, you know. Maybe if the Marine hadn't gotten killed first like a bitch, then maybe some of the Navy <laughs> might have survived. 
<laughs> oh, snap. Well, Amog, Klol, and Lyshasa arrived in time to avenge him. I just do a couple backflips over the guys, you know, over the guys in front of me, and land on the guy's shoulders, and then stab him in the eye. Okay, slain. You're like, I love that woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, there's only the one Romulan up here. Where are the other two? Yeah, they could have gone one deck uh, farther up to deck to E2. Oh, they're going to go up to our, um, our shuttle bay, I bet you. So there they were. Nobody was on the bridge, and they didn't think to raise the shields. They took a bunch of damage from all the sabotage, and well, I guess feel the whole ship shake. Oh god! <laughs> Never a good sign. Report. But I'm dead, sir. Romulan plasma torpedo detonated nearby, sir. Didn't hit us. We caught a glimpse of the the Romulan vessel, and then it disappeared. Meanwhile, Koguna is working on Magrilla in sickbay. So she regains consciousness. Go. Jump Regain your honor. Okay. I'm on my way running back down there. Sorry. Uh, Klaal and Lyshasa ran back to the bridge. A moog threw his security guards at the last two Romulans were trying to sabotage the shuttlecraft elevator. And Cox guards hauled him back to sickbay. And Mogrilla. I want some strapping men to carry me the bridge so I can shoot things with my pew pews. Yeah, after taking out the, uh, the two Romulans, I'm on my way running back down the gangways and to the boom and up to the front uh, okay. to auxiliary fire control, which is on deck 10 in the bottom of the ship. Having spent 30 EUs on half shields and losing 10 due to various sabotage efforts, the ship is now at negative 10. They held their fire, maneuvering for a more advantageous position. We need our engineer back. Because there's all sorts of things that happen, I mean, that, you know, he can be doing, like repairing all the damage. You can sleep when you're dead. Kogruen successfully performed an emergency operation on Kak and gets him back to consciousness. He weakly mans the shields. The ship is hit by a Romulan plasma torpedo, taking 36 damage. Amog is able to effect some repairs. Phew. Mogrilla gets on the ship's disruptors. She needs to roll a six or below. Wait, I, I rolled a one. Yeah, so theoretical shooting. You did? I did. Look, that's what Eric, his face went. Okay. Uh, it's the first thing I've done right today. Everyone joined in the effort. Magrilla rolled many timely hits, of course. Cock oversaw damage repairs. Kungroon kept casualties in check. Like Shasa hopped in the helm. And Klull used his charisma to inspire. We shall okay. not join the Black Fleet today. This is it. it I, I rolled a 14, so 12. Ah, uh, fail. But don't do, wait, don't you have more minuses besides that, right? She yeah, has her normal minus two, and then she has another minus two. So, so then we, that means you rolled a 10. Wait, does it? What did you yeah. roll? 14. Oh, so 14 minus four is 10. That's a hit. Uh, Fifteen. Slain. Nice. Yay! Yay! Okay, and that's the adventure. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the glory of the empire. That's it. That's it. That is literally it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you a bit about the module, because um, as you can tell, it's not very long. The, the actual module is three pages. It's just literally like one, you know, like uh, ledger style, ledger sized piece of paper folded in half. Um, so there's not really a lot to it. 
And of course it requires the, the Klingon uh, deck plans. So that adds a little bit more meat to the bones, but it's still not very much to go on. Um, it, uh, it has a cool, maybe kind of cool thing where it has like programmed steps, um, like the, like all the, the Romulan NPCs are programmed, like turn one, these two guys go up this elevator. These other two guys go up these stairs, turn two, these guys are going up the stairs. These guys turn it up the hallway and so on. So, um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, the weird thing is it has your role at the beginning to see at what point the alarm is raised. So every time you play, it could turn out really differently. And that just seems, um, not really very optimal. Like suppose you rolled a 10. So they've already done all their sabotage and, and now the alarm is raised and like, um, it's maybe not as interesting as if, if the alarm is raised a little bit earlier on, which is how we played it. I can't remember if I rolled for it or just kind of decided. Anyway, I wasn't really going to be able to, to keep track of exactly where everyone was. I just kind of um, eyeballed it and um, did what I thought was would, would work dramatically. Um, well, that's, uh, that's some behind the scenes stuff. So now, what was your guys' experience with this module? What did you think of it? We'll start with our guests. How about Eric? Unmute, sir. Yeah, it, it seemed fairly, I mean, straightforward, right? There was mm -hmm. Romulan infiltrators, chase them down and take care of them, right? There was, um, that's pretty much it. I mean, as far as, it, it was nice that it was a very direct module, right? It's very clear what you're supposed to be doing. Get, get Romulans, go get them. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, there wasn't, it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of, a whole lot of meat to it. Um, there's some com there's there's some combat on the ship. There's some space combat um, when when the the enemy ship appears. Uh, but otherwise, it didn't feel like there wasn't anything too earth shattering, right? Mm -hmm. So, which I guess probably it was it was meant to be kind of an example of hey, this is a scenario. As an example, uh, yeah. It also felt like it was, a, I mean, we really relied, like there, there, it, it relied on utilizing the Klingon deck plans, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's a pro or a con, it's more just an observation. Um, yeah, it was Here, just, it, it, felt, it felt a little, it felt a little shallow. How about that? I guess if you have your Klingon RPG and you're playing your Klingons and you have the blueprints already, I think they came in the main Star Trek set, they might at least give you some idea of what you can do with them. Remember in the, in the, from the first set, we had that adventure where you were aboard a Klingon vessel and you were trying to escape. And um, you were, so you were basically in the position of these Romulans. But that somehow, well, that had a lot more meat on it and it somehow felt more like immersive. It, it worked, it worked very well in, in a way that this one kind of seemed like, um, vague well, this remember, one seemed, yeah go ahead dave this one seemed uh you know really kind of preordained you know very directed um you know there, there there wasn't a whole lot of uh you know decisions to be made um yeah you, know, you go here you do this you go there you do that well, there were some parts where the players were like, well, can I, can I just lock off those areas where they are? Can I, you know, cut off their air? Can I do this? Can I do that? And in a three page module, there's no, no direction for any, any sort of things like that. Um, and, uh, and also in the blueprints, I don't know, unless, unless you've really digested those blueprints um, and, and have thought a lot about um, starship engineering, oh, man, that'd be really hard to wing. There was a, there's a blurb at the beginning where it says, this might be something like, if, you know, if you happen to have um, prisoners aboard, then here's a, a thing that could happen. I don't know. The really funny thing is the very end. So the whole thing, um, 
talks about these Romulans being aboard the ship and there's really nothing to it. Like um, you're supposed to be interrogating them and finding out um, why they were on that planet and what all their plan was. Um, and it doesn't really give you what that plan might have been. Like you said, Dave, it's preordained. You get them in the brig and then everyone like goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's that classic thing in the beginning of every module where it's like, well, and now you all go to sleep. And it's like, darn it. <laughs> Do we have to go through that needle, that eye of the needle every single time? That's when you know you're being railroaded. Anyway, so you never find out what their plan was. They kind of have a plan to sabotage the ship and then just kill themselves. And that's fine. Like, ah, damn, you bastards. But then there's this paragraph at the very, very end, which says, if the game master wishes to be especially nasty, a Romulan bird of prey may be orbiting the planet with a cloaking device activated and may then attack just when the Klingon ship seems most helpless, placing the players into a starship combat situation with a semi-disabled ship. It's like, it's like a, a, an option at the very, very end. Maybe if you want, you can pull this out. And I saw that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what else are we going to do with this thing? That was the most fun of it. Like, okay, you know, we're chasing down these guys. Oh, no, they're ahead of us. They destroyed this. They destroyed that. Well, we got them. And just when everyone was, like, away from the bridge, everyone was, like, fine, we finally got this all figured out. It's, like, boom. Then you have the combat. And then finally, it all kind of, like, comes together with a kind of satisfactory ending, I guess. But, like, just the fact that they were, like, well, that would be nasty. Like, no. Yeah. It needs you know, that. I think what, you know, could have made it better was to bring in the Romulan ship, at, you know, sooner when the, uh, you know, Romulans were loose on the ship. And so, you know, make it so that we have to deal with both the Romulans on the ship and the, and the you know, Romulan uh, warbird. And, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, how do you wind up doing that? I Yeah. That way you split the party of people on the bridge trying to deal with one thing, maybe another guy trying to affect repairs, another guy trying to trace down Romulans, other things failing as the Romulans are running around the ship doing other stuff. Yeah, that could have been interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really expected more. I think we were all shocked when it ended, right? That that was it. That was it. <laughs> I think you heard us all like, what? Like, are you, what? Are you making a joke? <laughs> it was like at the two hour mark. It was a very short game for us. We usually go three, three and a half hours. Well, I mean, it was a three page module. And, and to some degree, you get what you pay for. I think maybe they threw this in there to um, just like, as a selling point, this this box contains two adventures. Um, but I've always had the idea with this uh, with this podcast that we're giving people a recommendation or not, whether to use a module or not, for a night's entertainment. And so we have to give this a low score. I have to give it a low score. I'm telling you right now, just on the fact of it not providing a very good night's entertainment, the premise is okay. Um, but there's so much more they could have done with it. There, there should have been more interesting things going on with the planet, interesting things that the Romulans had as objectives. It could have been a little bit more laid out. Yeah. I have an issue with just throwing blueprints at you and saying, here, just use the blueprints. I've thought about this more and more, um, you know, because uh, blueprints are cool and I think we should have the blueprints, but there shouldn't be everything. There is a Star Wars module which I've run, once run, it's called Starfall. And it's, it's like an escape from a, a Star Destroyer. And instead of full blueprints, it has kind of abbreviated blueprints. It has specific areas that it expects you to go to. And those areas are kind of uh, mapped out. And it makes it very easy to run the game because those areas where the players are likely to go are going to be, um, you know, it's, it's all in color. It gives you all the details. You know what I mean? That could have easily been done with this module because there was that kind of vertical axis of 
where the, the cell block was and where the shuttle bay was and where all the engineering stuff was, what they were going, and then the horizontal axis across the boom. Um, so in essence, it was, it could have been kind of simplified like this. Hmm. What do you, I mean, maybe this is not the right question for right now, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. From our first season of doing this and what what are we seeing or some of the elements that are making a successful module? Like if someone was writing one, what would they need to include to make it fun or really playable? I mean, just a map or just blueprints is not doing it. So what else are we missing, you know? Like, what do you need when you open a new module to look at it, to prep it? What gets you excited when you see it besides just maps? Because I know maps get you excited when they come with something, but not alone. I'm going to go. go, on, Eric. go on, no. no, you go. Well, I'm going to start saying some of the things. I've not, you know, prefaced this by saying I played through the module, but I didn't read the module. Um, but it seems like there weren't that you, we didn't we didn't know why they didn't provide any reason why the Romulans are on the planet. They didn't provide any sort of background to these Romulans. They're just kind of like faceless M Romulans. These are Romulan one through four. Um, and it, there was no like, like this feels like it, it, it is the outline of a larger, like the, of an introductory adventure to a larger campaign. Um, but it's something that the, GM would have to come up with on their own. The, this is like a, it, it feels like the structure of a house, right? As it's being built and you have like all the wooden frames that are just kind of up there, but there's no actual walls. There's no roof. There's no electricity. It's just, there's the frame. This is the outline of it. This is what's going to be. You got to fill in the blanks on your own. That's, that's my impression having played through it and having heard about some of it, Phil, but that didn't yeah. answer Sarah Cole's question, but Nope. <laughs> I think you have to compare it to the episode that we watched. The Romulans there, like Eric said, were not just like, you know, combat guys. There were characters. There was the female Romulan commander. There was subcommander Tall. Even just the like the random other guards that they ran into, you could see kind of like the wheels turning in their head as they watched things going around them. You know what I mean? And they weren't just kind of like, ah, I'm going to fight to the death because Romulans all, you know, do that which is true. Um, so that's, that's one thing, but also like, I think about any Star Trek episode and they all have some sci-fi premise. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. Something more interesting than just like the assumed background of their spaceships and there's these races and there's planets. Um, I get excited when there's like some sort of sci-fi hook like that something that makes the, the, the module stand out like a, a unique species or a unique um, uh, mind control substance or, you know, just like a, a super powerful alien species that they've never come across before or some sort of first contact, alien, ancient computers, that sort of stuff. That really fires my imagination. This, there had to have been some sort of thing where the Romulans are on the planet doing something sciency, right? And, or, or, or um, uh, excavating some ancient ruins or something. They brought something with them and there had to have been uh, something else other than like, and then the Romulan ship attacks you. Well, what about like something else then attacking both of you that you had to team up against it or something, you know? Because again, Romulans... Romulans get used as stock villains a lot because I think people got sh got sort of tired of using Klingon as stock villains and for whatever reason the Romulans became them but they really really can be so much more. Yeah I agree with all that so what I'm hearing from you to like answer my question I guess is that you need a good hook that feels like it works in the universe that you're in and yeah. not just have a stock adventure that could actually be maybe happening anywhere or in any universe. Mm -hmm. is, does that feel right? Uh, like also yeah. logistically, are there other things that you need to really successfully run a campaign that sometimes these modules aren't 
you know, containing? Like, do you, we don't usually use when they contain character presets, like pre-generated characters, we usually don't use those. So I would say that isn't something that you're finding like mandatory, right? You do like a map, but you don't like that to be the only thing, you know? Like well, just like we're getting down to real logistics. What is it that you like? Yeah, I, I like maps. Obviously this whole thing is set on a map, although there could have been some sense of where in the galaxy it was exactly. And you know, what's the name of the planet that they were um, that they were around and maybe give us a little map of the planet. Cause it just sort of says almost as background that you've gone down to the planet and captured these guys. Well, Okay, so so that happens, so it happens. But there could have been a little bit more to that um, in terms of just maps. You know, all you need when you beam down to a planet is just one area map. It's like a planet is almost like a town or a wilderness or a dungeon in that yeah. sense. It feels like there's a missed opportunity there for like some, some ancient ruins or some crazy mm -hmm. alien or an artifact or something to have an encounter there. Then, there's also... There's a tradition in sci-fi, or there's a, a common thing that happens in many episodes of like, if you have intruders aboard a ship, they also are like time traveling. You know what I mean? They, they keep like, keep coming back and keep attacking you. And, and you kind of get that sense of uh, slowly over time, this happened before and it's happened again. You guys have all seen sci-fi episodes like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, can, I can think of two off the top of my head from completely different franchises, but that's something that could have happened. It could have been some sort of artifact or some new tech. That's an element in the episode where they have the new cloaking device. Um, yeah, I like the idea cool. that you're both racing to get some tech that's on the planet that's have some kind of historical significance or maybe we'll do some breakthrough. So here we are all thinking of really cool, fun ideas, right? So I guess, what are these modules missing? Why aren't we having fun when we're playing them? Because we're okay. all creative, fun, interesting people, right? <laughs> what are you going to say, Dave? Well, for me, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, a map nerd and I'm kind of a, a blueprint print nerd. I, I enjoy racing around blueprints and, and that sort of thing. But, um, it, you know, it, to me, this uh, module had some, some real logic flaws in them. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, you know, you had the, uh, the Romulans escaping out of the, uh, you know, brig and running around the ship, you know, completely free. You know, uh, Klingon ship is going to have more than just, you know, the, the uh, six or seven of, you know, of, of the players. And, um, you know, what, what about all the, all the rest of the crew? You know, the, the Romulans are going to have problems, you know, avoiding the, the, rest of the Klingon crew, what happened to them, you know, so. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I had a good time running around the, uh, um, the ship. Uh, I have kind of a, a three-dimensional visual mind. And so, you know, when I'm looking at blueprints, I'm, I can actually, you know, kind of envision what it's like running through the hallways and up the gangways and, and that sort of thing, but it's it's like okay, we've got this completely empty ship. What happened to everybody? And to right. me, that was just you know a, a logical flaw. Yeah, I buy it. There's um there's another module. I didn't find out about this till after I ran this module. There's another Klingon module, which includes a whole section on stuff that you can do if your ship is being boarded all kinds of like different intruder defense systems, um, turbo lift shut down, denial of gravity and life support, marine contingent revival, that's straight out of the book, explosive <laughs> decompression, nerve gas agents, boom separation, all this cool stuff. I've shared this with you, Dave, um, yeah. you remember? And like this should have straight up been in the module and then it should have figured out what countermeasures the Romulans might have had in mind, and then some other counter-countermeasures that you guys could have taken to combat it. So it might have been maybe um, more interesting if there were some like specific ideas right there in the module 
of, of, of ways this could have gone down. Guidance for the GM and guidance for the players as well. Maybe a little too tactical, but I don't know. It, it seems like it had to have been tactical, right? That there are these Romulans running around and you should be able to send, um, send some Marines over here and whatever. Yeah, I don't think, I, I, it doesn't feel too tactical. I, I would like that. I, I, I like it when we know we're in a mystery this episode or this is going to be tactical or this is going to be heavy sci-fi or this is going to be a funny episode, right? Just, you know, all those things are valid. And yeah. we don't mind any of those, I guess. I feel like we keep running into these modules where I don't, I don't know what the hook is. Right. And so we spend, because we're creative people, we spend all this time trying to figure out the hook or to really like what, it, what is happening here? It's going to be some complex, really exciting thing. And then it's like, Nope, we're done. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of a bummer. So, I mean, I guess you guys are kind of dear listener. You're understanding where I'm going with this rating tonight this particular module yeah i mean you, you always want to leave the audience wanting more but th- you don't want to leave them like parched like i where's i feel like we had the appetizer where's the main course right yeah bummer i like to know though what I, even i mean both both you and both eric you and phil are dungeon masters and game masters and so I'd be interested in hearing from our audience if people are running these modules or just running modules in general. What are the elements that always need to be there for you? Or what are the elements that when you open up something, you go, oh, this is going to be easy to run or this is going to make it harder to run? Or what are you hoping a module contains? You know, that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Because then we can start quantifying, okay, this one, like we know for a fact we, that Phil doesn't like it when no maps are included. Right. Mm-hmm. So then can we also can we also know that if a hook is included, we're probably gonna like it better. So you know, I'm, I'm just wondering yeah. if we can start making some of those like, bigger observations. If you if you play in a game of D and D, by and large, you know the other other goals and uh, things could emerge. Often they, they lay it out right at the beginning. Here's your quest. And if, if not, then you know your quest is just to get treasure. And so um, there's no, you don't spend time wondering what it is you're supposed to eventually be, what your goal is eventually going to be. Hmm. So yeah, it is nice when, um, when there is a clear cut goal, I guess. Um, I, I guess for me, um, yeah, it's just a, a matter of the, the ultimate decider is, was it a fun evening's entertainment? You know, did we have a fun game night? And to me, this is just too too bare bones to provide that. And I will ma- I will mention that other module, a matter of priorities. And of course, we'll review that coming up. That's the module that has a lot of ideas about what to do if someone, um, if you have a, you know, some people boarding your ship, or uh, whatever. So, yeah, use that if you're going to run this. Use that, and only you know, probably only run this if you. Um, have a short session or um whatever don't really know what to do <laughs> but i mean that's the thing you're saying don't really know what to do does this actually help you know what to do i i, I don't mean, know that it does i was kind of holding this for when we go into our warps i'll i'll hold off until my further comments so we get the warp scores <laughs> okay yeah i know that's a fair point i mean i think i know where you're going with that well let's go ahead and give it warp scores shall we everyone nice. ready Start with you, Dave. Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I actually, I had a lot of fun with this, but it was mainly because, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun with the with the other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I really, really enjoy the, you know, the other players, you know, uh, in our group, and, uh, you know, I, I think we we made it a, a fun game in spite of the you know, what was lacking. Um, I had issues with, you know, the, the logical flaws. I had issues just with the fact that it didn't, uh, you know, there were so many possibilities. 
that it, it, it could have had and that just, you know, weren't there. And I spent the whole night wondering why, you know, where, what about this? What about that? So, um, so yeah, uh, I think um, I originally was thinking about a, a, a warp score of, of four, but you know, that's mainly just because I enjoy the other people so much uh, for the module itself. Um, yeah, I'd have to give it like a three. Okay, let's hear it, Eric. All right, I'm gonna give this a warp score of three. And the only yes, reason sir. it's getting that much of a warp score is because I think as we've been talking and having a conversation, um, it's coming up, there, there is, the, the upside to this adventure is that it leaves a lot of room for a creative game master to fill in the blanks. And so if you want something where they, this is just a bare bones launching off point, there's, you know, there's a lot of room to bring your own ideas to the table. Now I myself, I'm a bit of a lazy dungeon master. Um, I try to find, I, I have kids, I have a job, house, et cetera, et cetera. I ain't got time to create sweeping adventures, whole cloth with a notebook and graph paper. I like a lot of the stuff laid out for me. Um, this adventure, if I were game mastering, this adventure would not give me enough, right? I, I would have to be scrambling, I have to do a lot of homework to really flesh this out. What's happening on the planet? What about these Romulans? What are their motivations? What kind of characters? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it would require me to do a lot of prep work. Um, so yeah, three, that's about, you know, that's, that's it for me. <laughs> that's it for me. That's um, very fair. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to speak to what you're saying there. I also am a lazy dungeon master, but you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I think most people have lives and they just want to sit down and play a game. Um, but there, there are modules which are very complex, which demand a lot of prep work. And I'm willing to give it that if I feel like the material is worthy. Something like this, uh, I mean, I just, I, I had to sit there and pour through the blueprints for, for hours and hours beforehand, just trying to get a grip on what they were talking about with where everyone was supposed to be and where everyone was going. And then um, eh, it just kind of um, petered out. So some of that's on me, but I just think, you know, I gave it a, a good shot. And yeah, this... I, I don't think that this was anything that you were going to save with any prep work. Yeah. So what do you give it, Sarah Nicole? Um, I give it a two. I give it a two. I, I don't think it I think it was too bare bones I think at minimum I need a hook I think asking somebody to pour over that much or that many blueprints and not giving them anything to do with that it's like here's a bunch of encyclopedias do a report on it a fucking report on what like mm -hmm. what are we even like why yeah why again also why so I also felt really let down at the climax of this because I felt like I felt like that was a great precursor to an actual adventure. They gave me an appetizer with no dinner, right? P-U. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I want to maybe have this greater discussion of what do we actually need? Because Dave's point is very valid. When we have fun with our friends, we remember these nights as being great. And when I listen to the recap, I'm like, oh, that was fun. I had a great time dicking around with my friends, getting in a fight with Aaron and making him die, right? <laughs> right? But that wasn't the module. That but that had nothing us. to do with the module. So I cannot tell our dear listeners, go play this module because they do not have an Aaron to punch in the face and murder, right? Or maybe they do. Or if they do, then go ahead and play yeah. it. Just spend <laughs> your time punching Aaron's. Um, but I mean, really, I, 
I can't read it based on our game. That's why sometimes I'm going to do a little callback. Sometimes when I think about the trouble of tribbles, right? I think we all had a bad night that night when we played that. And I would, I wish I could run it again without knowing what was going to happen. I wish we could give it another chance when we were all in a good mood and had caffeine and were perky. Cause I feel like our attitude as a group might've influenced that gameplay. Cause we were all stink, stink that night, I think. <laughs> right? And so I wonder, is that actually a fun module? I still don't think it was that great, but could have been like, you know, it could have just been us and my, experience with it is coloring it more and so when you're saying if we had fun or not that's how you judge if it was good or not Mm, i disagree with that i think there's more quantifiable ways to do it although i mean we're still rating on gut all the time and we're rating on our experience so i don't even i don't know what are we even doing i give it to you give me an existential crisis i mean i think life is just giving us existential crises so that's just bleeding into our fun podcast dear listeners ignore me um i give it a two i don't think it's worth your time love snark we shouldn't necessarily um put all put all uh, like the warp score as um the everything of what we're doing you know what i mean we're really giving these a thorough work over we're playing them and then reviewing them. That gives them a fairer chance than most reviewers give it. And I do hope other people come along and play them and review them. I hope they listen to our podcast first, take into consideration how it played out for us. Maybe that gives them some clarity into sort of the shape of it, how it's going to go, and take some tips from us of some ways that maybe it can be fixed and prepped in advance. Um, so we're only one cog in the wheel. We can only give it our, our the best score we can give it. And with this one, um, I give it a warp factor one. Oh, Ooh. snap. Sucky module. Yeah. And again, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that I hate what they've done here, what they've given us. It's just that I can't, rec- I, for something that you might want to pull out, for our criterion of something you might want to pull out, and provide one evening's great entertainment this one doesn't fit the bill so that's that's the criterion i'm going on and I, I think anyone would find it that way i don't think anyone would would pull this out as their one shot or their yeah. campaign starter um it's just uh it's just an okay thing at best and so yeah there we go i agree here, here, here. Here, here. Consider your shit reviewed. Well, and it's the same author as the Tribbles episode. No! Just so you know. <laughs> oh, man. What? Oh, my God. What if we interview him and then I have to look at him in the face and tell him? He, 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 has, he has many more modules to offer us. And I think he's co-authored some of the other modules that we did love. So what if he's listening to this podcast and hates me? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, you feel so bad. Greg, I um, like it. I still give it a two. <laughs> both both of those modules are like mini modules within a box set. So um He had I bigger think, fish to fry, but I think we'll we'll play all of his modules and then we'll review them all and then we'll have him on and, and we'll see um you know, we'll have a better sense of his um, oeuvre. I'm sick that day. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Well, that's our review of Intrusion. We hope you like what you heard. Uh, And if you did, please, 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 dear listener, leave us a review on iTunes because honestly, it really, really helps us out. We want to hear from you, so please visit our website www.rpgpopclub.com or email us at rpgpopclub at gmail.com let us know what you thought or if there's a module you would love for us to review and um phil and eric or phil and eric sorry dave and eric we usually ask our guests if they have anything they want to plug any charities they want to plug any social media anything like that do you gentlemen have anything that you'd like to plug um, RPGPopClub.com <laughs> yeah. We have a Patreon as well 
uh, gets you into our Discord channel, which is fun. Uh, that's what I have to plug. How about you, Dave? Um, well, I have a uh, uh, board game to plug that's not out yet, but it'll be coming out in July. It's uh, Airship's Quest for the Pole. Um, it is Ooh. designed uh, by um, Max uh, Panucci, uh, who is a designer, an artist, a historian, uh, cartographer, just uh, all around um, incredible person. He's uh, written uh, books before, and I, uh, if, if this game is anywhere near the quality of uh, his previous books, it will be incredible. The um, uh, previews that I've seen of the game um, look fantastic. I have already ordered uh, the collector's edition of the game. I am um, so positive it's going to be great. And so uh, um, it's at uh, hunintheson.com. Fun. That sounds awesome. A fun hunt in the sun. <laughs> Gosh, I, so many rhymes. I can't even go there. Love it. <laughs> Just start going. <laughs> That's amazing. All kinds of games. And uh, that sounds like when you're passionate about Dave. And um, yeah, it sounds like something very special. That's awesome. We love it. Plug away. Thanks both of you guys for being here too. We love you. And we're always happy to talk to you. How about that? Yeah. Hey, what should we talk about? Yes. Uh, I wanted to know what module we're doing next week next week we're doing termination 1456 <laughs> it is the third in our klingon trilogy and uh i'm looking forward to it we are going to watch um day of the dove for that one has anybody reviewed it um not sure <laughs> well <Oops>. we will <laughs> we sure will i don't think it's gotten nearly as much attention as it deserves I think it's uh, really looking forward to this one. Yep. Same. So say we all. So say we all. That's the wrong franchise. Gosh darn it. You gotta wait. <laughs> Still sci-fi. Still sci-fi. <laughs> you gotta wait a little bit. That's fair. All right. Well, actually, Thanks for listening. Oh wait. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I was gonna say it's 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 kind of interesting. Day in, Day of the Dove would have been a good one to review or to watch before uh the episode tonight um because mm -hmm. you know it, it was you know klingons on the federation ship and the klingons escaping but in in it in day of the dove they had a logical reason how the enterprise crew was um trapped away and so that it was only uh you know equal numbers of klingons and and federation fighting each mm -hmm. other all that sort of thing. So it, it basically it had um, what this module was missing, partially. Yeah. Well, that's that's a great episode, and it really um, it's one of the iconic Klingon episodes for sure. It was hard to decide which one to watch it before, um, but uh, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it right this week, and we'll talk about it next week. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Yeah.